our way up to the Easter celebrations, as Christians have done for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. Did you know that Lent starts on Wednesday? Yeah? Did you realise that's why we'd had pancakes this morning? Yes? And I'm sure lots of you are going to have them on Tuesday as well, aren't you? We've already heard some of the plans that our youth and children have been making, and it's really great, isn't it, to see them going up ahead and leading the way. So let's cheer them on and let's pray for them. But it's really important this morning that I highlight that this is a whole church family journey that we're taking together as we begin to prepare ourselves, to prime ourselves, to make ourselves ready. So just for a moment, can I ask you to close your eyes and picture the scene in front of you. A huge mountainside or a hillside, probably quite barren, but vast in its expanse all around you. Can you imagine yourself sat down? Perhaps you found a rock to sit on or the odd spot of grass to sit upon. You're feeling very hot very hot and your children or the children around you are also very hot and tired you're thirsty your feet are aching but after all the walking you've done it was worth the walk because you've got a good spot you take a sip of water from your flask which is immediately refreshing to your weary body. And as you do this, you catch your first glimpse of this man. This man that you have heard so much about. The man that everybody is talking about. The same man that you have walked miles to see and hear speak for yourself. This man looks up and for a moment it would seem catches your gaze and smiles. You're ready. You're sat down. All distractions have been put aside and your ears are ready to hear what this man has to say. You can open your eyes now. Sometimes it's really useful just to spend a few moments putting ourselves in the place so we can prepare ourselves to listen. What those people on the mountainside didn't realise is that they were about to hear what we call the Sermon on the Mount. And at the very start of this sermon, we've got some famous words which we know as the Beatitudes, or maybe after the quiz we don't know so well. Other people have called these God's attitudes for life. For many months now, in fact, going back as far as this time last year, God has been drawing me to this portion of scripture, challenging me to get to grips with what does this really mean now in 2020? What is God saying to us right now? 
So as a teaching team, we felt it was right that we make our Lent journey camping around these verses of Scripture together as a church family, young and old. This morning, our young people have laid out their plans for how they're going to meaningfully embrace this passage of Scripture. But my challenge to you is how are you going to make this Lent journey? What will our posture be? What does it really mean for us to really listen? And they're quite personal questions, which I can't fully answer for you because we're all very different. But I can tell you what it might mean for me. So will my posture be one of continuing to run around and try and do life as normal and squeezing moments of prayer and reading his word? Or will it be putting some other stuff aside which is really hard, and instead sitting down or even getting on my knees and spending some time with him. Am I going to arrive for this time with my hands overflowing with all the stuff, juggling many plates, carrying many loads, or am I actually going to put that down for a while, let a few plates smash, and instead come with open hands ready to receive what he's got for me. Will I really listen? Because we know on a daily basis, minute by minute, second by second, we're taking in information. And I think we can all probably recall moments when someone's been speaking to us, but we've got so much going on in our heads that we haven't really heard what the person was saying. And I often find myself in the car and the girls are busy telling me, both of them at the same time, about lots about their day. But my mind's actually planning what I need to do when I get back home, remembering things I need to write down on my to-do list. And in that moment, I've completely missed what they were trying to say to me. I know there are times when Will and I have to say to each other, this is actually really important. I need you to hear what I have to say. And so what do I do in that moment? Well, I sit down, I turn my phone off, I look the person in the eyes, I give my full attention, I put everything else aside, and I listen. And I believe that is what God is asking us to do, to stop, to sit down, and to listen. Now, Lent is a time of reflection and preparation, a time where we as Christians are asked to sacrifice and withdraw, just like Jesus did in the desert. It's often a a time marked by fasting, a time where we give up stuff or we go without. If we're really going to hear what Jesus has to say to us, if we're going to glimpse some of the treasure that he has for us about his upside-down kingdom where the least go first, if we're really going to give our full attention, then we're going to have to make some changes. We're going to have to put some stuff aside. We're going to have to make some sacrifice. If we're willing to do this, then as I said before, I think we've got some real treasure ahead. I think, I believe, he wants to teach us about his presence, about what it is to have God on your side, about what it means to be going through the worst times and yet know the deepest joy through his daily presence in your life. So my question this morning is, will you join me?
Will you begin Lent with the right posture? And are you ready to give Jesus your full attention and hear his words and go deeper? I'm going to end this short time. You're doing really well on the sweets front, by the way. Um, by sharing a short film with you. When I shared with a teaching team that I felt really drawn to the Beatitudes, Joe pointed me in the direction of Stu Garrard and the amazing project that he's led on the Beatitudes. Some of you have already ordered a copy of his book, Words from the Hill. Some of you are going to be following his study in your journey groups each week. But we're all going to watch together one of his short films, and we're going to be watching them through the following weeks as he journeys to find out what do Jesus' words mean for us today. The Beatitudes Project has been a dream of mine for 20 years or so now. I had the job of a lifetime in a rock band playing to millions of people around the world. But then it ended and it kind of threw my life upside down. What I realised in that upside down place is that there are so many voices that don't get amplified, so many stories that never get told. As this idea began to grow, I prayed and walked and walked and prayed and God guided me back to a place in the Bible I'd been many times. The Sermon on the Mount has always been my favourite piece of the Bible. And I began to explore the Beatitudes. These announcements of blessing for all whose life doesn't follow their instructions. What if rather than a quick fix out of our mess, the blessing looks like presence? What if when you find yourself in the upside down, the blessing is that God is on your side? I've sought out a community of songwriters, of artists and everyday people whose stories and voices give us a glimpse into what the invitation of the Beatitudes might look like in the 21st century. These words were first spoken on a hill overlooking the Sea of Galilee 2,000 years ago. What you're about to see is a film that wonders what the view from the hill might look like today. What does it mean to listen? I mean, really listen. With no distractions or divisions, clear, careful decisions where the outcast is first to be considered. Listening to listen, not to respond. Why is it now that listening with our eyes just does not correspond? See, when the rabbi gave the sermon, he called us to look beyond. But as humans, this seems to be a process that we love to prolong. 
people around us whose presence we completely ignore, those we label as poor or people who just can't do this anymore, or those whose society has decided are just not worth fighting for. We are called to do more. to no longer be silent or hidden. This is an invitation to the Beatitudes vision, to understand the message more accurately than sniper precision, to bring forth a world a misfit envisioned. It was in many ways a challenge to the first century church to live upside down, to live counterculturally or counterintuitively. Listening in harmony dealing boldly but respectfully to hostile authority, standing up for the ones who are not the majority, offering faith, hope and love to the rest of humanity, refuting the idea that it's all about prosperity. Because if we believe that the end goal is success, then we haven't grasped the message that we are blessed. Believe me, this upside down message is not a test. Because when it all goes wrong, well, he's got us even. I think Jesus is speaking to the idea that uh, what we consider successful and what he considers successful are not the same thing. See, when we want certainty, he offers us presence, demonstrating love as the most powerful weapon, encouraging us as a community to step in, teaching us the wisest lesson. To lift our heads in the midst of our poverty and our brokenness, our grieving, our ache for justice and wholeness, to never lose focus. We're never gonna get to the more beautiful world our hearts know is possible. It's only by really flipping the whole thing upside down, which is what I think the Beatitudes do. To care for others by showing mercy, to go against the grain despite the controversy, to share a message with a guarantee, no need for microphone or marking, no iPad or hands-free, no drum roll or melodies, just a learning, listening community. It would be wonderful to imagine being on the hill, one of the people listening, no text, can't reread it, can't see it on my iPhone, I have to listen. And that's the invitation of your project. That's what's so thrilling, being on the hill. What could that have been like? Most of the time life doesn't work out like we expect it will. We spend a lot of time trying to climb some kind of ladder to get to the top. But what we find out is that God is with us at the bottom. If you're a giver, not a taker, walk the earth as a peacemaker. This project is about, you know, kind of reaching beyond the differences and finding connection points, bringing people together. In this life, we want answers and what is offered to us is presence. Like this is where God is with the poor, 
with the broken, with the underpowered, those that are marginalised in our society and in the world right now. Okay, thank you, Vicky. That was great. And children, how many, and adults, those who took part, how many of you?